From time to time on Life Talks, we like to bring in one of our our church family members to introduce them, not only to our congregation, but to our audience. And today is one of those days. I have with me in our studio, Danny McGovern, who many people refer to as Coach Danny McGovern. And uh, he he has quite the resume. He uh, was He's the founder of Yes, I Can Basketball. Uh, but his background, uh, first of all, he's a Hawaiian boy. So that, that, uh, that, that makes him interesting uh, from the very beginning. But uh, he, he was Texas High School Coach of the Year, uh, where he had a 62-4 and record record at Nixon High School. Uh, that's that's mighty impressive. Uh, they take their sports very seriously in Texas. Mm. Then he was coach of the year at Barton County Junior College, uh, and he led his 1989 team to a number one national ranking. He won a record-setting 28 consecutive games that year. Uh, he had eight consecutive 20-plus wins in in, uh, in uh, Barton there and was eventually named to the uh, uh, Hall of Fame there at Barton Community College and was also the uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, over 300 wins as a college coach. But more than all of that and, and his prowess in basketball and raising up young leaders, uh, he, he's a mentor. He's, he's, a, he's a man who takes his faith and uses it to impact those uh, that, that come into his path, which is one of the big themes of Life Fellowship, as we want to be a blessing to others. And that begins with prayer and continues to the point where hopefully they have a relationship with Christ. Danny, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm happy to be here and honored to be here, Dan. Well, Danny, I, you know, I've, I've known you from afar for, for years. But uh, the more I get to know you, the more I'm fascinated with your story. First of all, how did you get into how did you get into coaching? Where did where did that start? I think it started from a, an absence in my family. Hmm. Uh, my father was uh, he mirrored uh, Fred McMurray uh, from uh, my, three my, sons. my three sons. Yes, all of a sudden we just got older to a lot of people. <laughs> well, we established that a long time ago. Yes, that's you and true. Me. That's true. <laughs> but uh, my father uh, mirrored Fred McMurray. Uh, golly gee, boys, uh, put on your seersucker suits and let's get to church. <laughs> Jump in the station wagon. Um, we'll go bowling after church and mm-hmm. stop at Dairy Queen. And Mama's gonna have dinner on the table. And he mm-hmm. he was the most wonderful man. Mm. Couldn't ask for a more perfect home. And then he served two tours flying in Vietnam. Mm. And he came back a man that none of us recognized. Yeah. And I know you and Ben did a, a podcast uh, on demons. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not an expert on that, but mm-hmm. I, I'm convinced that he was affected by that. Yeah. Per- perhaps infected mm. by demons. But it was it was an ugly situation. He became a man. He came back full of rage and anger and and resentment. And we shared the same roof, uh, but he was gone. Mm-hmm. He was totally absent. So I had a void in my life. Mm-hmm. And you're asking, well, how did you get into coaching? I feel that it was it was uh, ignited uh, by the men that invested in me, my coaches. Mm-hmm. So I, be- I I got involved in two things that I think really helped me in my life: a youth church. And sports. Mm. And through through sports, I was involved in something called FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. But Dan, I, I had some men that just really spent a lot of time investing uh, their energy and enthusiasm and encouraging me. And at some point I said, I want to live my life like them. Mm. I want to have a life that where I can um, live out loud and mm-hmm. with purpose. So mm-hmm. I think that's what motivated me. Danny, I know that you know many coaches enter their profession with I want trophies. Um, I want to um, you know I want to be coach of the year. 
you accomplished that, but you've accomplished so much more because, you know, just as, as we've conversed, you've made a difference in young men's lives and you approach it with a faith foundation. Um, you know, with your work through through FCA, through your own walk with Christ. So what is it about coaching and being a, a, you know, a person committed to Christ that gives you this platform and how can you best use it to help these young men? I think the key word, uh, Dan, would be influence, which um, I think somehow influenza mm-hmm. uh, is the origin of that. Am I right or wrong? I don't know, but it, make, it would make a good uh, etymological study. <laughs> I think it is. I think the influenza where something spreads mm-hmm. uh, is how that uh, the word influence came about. And so I wanted to be a man that had that type of positive influence on a lot of young men that needed that. And oftentimes... And I, I, lo- I love this. Um, I love this expression. Preach the gospel at all times, mm-hmm. and if necessary, use words. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that really had a lot of it resonated with me. Where if somebody sees me living my life in a certain way of character, that's going to get their attention. Mm-hmm. But if they see joy and happiness coming from me, that's going to get their attention even more. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be a man that took took a stand with, with certain things. And sometimes in, 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 in athletics, there, there, are some ram, there are some ramifications if you do that, particularly in a public institution. Mm-hmm. So, but we had no, I had no shyness about taking my team to church, mm-hmm. uh, holding Bible study on campus. Mm-hmm. And so I was pretty, pretty bold in that regard. Yeah. So, um, you know, because I used to be a high school principal, I, you know, worked in academic settings all my life. Um, that's why I know. And, and people, this is a fun fact. Danny McGovern knows where I grew up because we had a very uh, nationally known, at least at one time, uh, uh, junior college basketball program in Moberly, Missouri. Back when I was growing up, at that time, they had won more national championships. They went in the 60s, but they had, they had won quite a few. Cotton Fitzsimmons was their coach who mm. eventually went on to uh, coach in the NBA. But um, junior college players, now they call it community college, but junior college players often were guys that got passed over by Division One schools. Or maybe they had academic struggles, or maybe they had uh, home problems. They didn't get to fill out the scholarship forms. They didn't get noticed because they were at the wrong school or whatever. Um, you flourished there. Yesterday we were talking, and, and you know I talked about mm. the verse, and if some have compassion, making a difference. How is it that you were able to make a difference in these young young men's lives? And if I may add on that, uh, Dan, the junior college uh, pr- programs, particularly back then, uh, if you had been ticketed uh, to sign at a K- Kansas, a Kentucky, or an mm-hmm. Indiana, or UCLA, or wh- wherever, but your grades were were poor, mm-hmm. then you had to go to junior college or sit out a year and not be on scholarship. Well, yeah. very few boys want to do that. Yeah. So Moberly and those types of programs where I coach were loaded with high major talented players that oftentimes came from very, very poor backgrounds. Yeah. And then after their two years, hopefully their, their goal was to be able to, you know, to redshirt or whatever, get on a, get on a, a four-year team. Yeah. Transfer and, yeah. and make and make their way that way. Yeah. So I, I had a, I had a, a, I was very aware of the kind of young men that I, that I had in my possession. They needed discipline. They needed somebody that can give them uh, guidance and encouragement and love. Mm-hmm. And I shared with you a story um, yesterday to illustrate this. A young man that I brought in from uh, from Detroit, uh, really rough home life, and um, 
And so I, I was having breakfast with him at four o'clock in the morning in Hutchinson, Kansas with two feet of snow outside. And, and I looked at him, I said, you got to start talking to me. And I said, tell me something that you don't think I know about you. So he looked up at me, he said, I hate white people. Mm. I said, well, Jackie, I got good news. There's some white guys I don't like too. <laughs> so we'll be, we'll be just fine. Well, he had such a home, bad home life that he couldn't go home for Christmas. He couldn't go home for summer. It was horrible. So he's basically homeless. He lived on the street. So I brought him into our home, lived with my family during those times. And he's 53 years old now. Mm. And we've continued to stay in touch his whole life. Uh, that, that young man buried his face in my chest so many times and sobbed and cried, mm. angry with life. His son stood up as I inducted him in the Hall of Fame mm. this past weekend. And the son turned to his father and he said, in, this, in the most eloquent way, Dad, I love you and I'm so proud of you. And we talked about absent fathers. Mm. That young man, who's now 53 years old, literally moved to this small town in Kansas just to be there and support his son. He's not a helicopter dad. Mm. He's not hovering over him. Yeah. But when his son hits the... When his head hits the pillow at nighttime, he knows his dad loves him and he's mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, yeah. You're, you've been involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes for a while. Um, and, you know, there's, there's kind of an impression that, uh, you know, the secular world is so divided from the spiritual world that there's not opportunities to be able to live out your faith. But you've never let that stop you. I mean, you've, you've integrated your faith— into what you do, you know, you, you, you teach basketball, that's what you do, but at the same time, you model your faith. W what would you say to the person that says, oh, well, you just can't do that in today's culture? Well, you can, and sometimes it has to be disguised, and then sometimes if it's not disguised, you just have to defend it mm -hmm. or, or let the chips fall where they may. And, and let me explain what I'm talking about. For example, uh, when I got out of coaching, I, I, um, I was a big follower of Zig Ziglar, Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, I just dated myself again, right? Yes, but I'm, I'm a big follower, too. I <laughs> okay. listen to him a lot. And uh, I, I used to always uh, listen to his tapes and, and, and his cassettes when I was traveling. And he was always very motivational. And I, I thought that people needed that. Mm -hmm. So I developed a, a, a youth basketball program called Yes, I Can Basketball. And it was, it was just different. It's not recreation basketball. It's not AU. But, yes, we teach the game. But we teach some other things. And every day there's a message. It's called the Yes, I Can moment. And I'll take time to plan them, produce them, record them, send them to my directors in all their different gyms. This is what we're doing this series. Here's seven weekends. This is what week the message is in week one, two, three, four, five. But somebody may come up and say, Danny, is this a faith-based program? I said, why do you ask? They said, well, it feels like it. Mm -hmm. I said, it's not, but that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Or somebody will come up and I'm talking about the importance of choosing your friends wisely mm -hmm. because your, your friends, your companions, they're like the buttons on an elevator. They're going to take you up or they're going to take you down. Well, somebody may come up to me later and say, you know, I know where you're getting that from. That's Proverbs. If you mm -hmm. want to be wise, walk with wise men, mm -hmm. but a companion of fools will be destroyed. So we can integrate principles without showing scripture. We can, we can, so I, and I think we do that effectively. Mm 
have you seen the proximity that comes with being a coach mm-hmm. enable you to be able to be an influence in their lives because you kind of have access to their character, to their their problems, their nature, their life, and 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 how how do you use that proximity uh, to be an influence for for character, for spiritual things, uh, for helping them um, uh, survive a difficult stage in life? Mm. And I think one of the values of sports is that, and oftentimes it does mirror principles of Christianity. I, I know that Paul, for example. Um, he he had a short memory. Uh, he he was a sinner. He he mm-hmm. made a lot of mistakes, but he would quickly put that behind him. And so uh, there's a lot of principles uh, in at, in athletics that mirror faith. And I think that it it's a perfect uh, field uh, for boys to be exposed to that. And then now, if you're a coach and you have enough sense to keep your ears and eyes open, then you'll have an ability to help them through those storms, teaching them some things, for example, like this. Okay, this is not good. Hmm. You got a setback. You got two options. You can become bitter or you can become better. And so how are we going to handle this? So it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for somebody that has the, the discernment, the, their eyes and ears open to be able to help young men through those times. Mm-hmm. What would you say to a guy who's you know, he, he's, a, he's a decent dad. He may not be a great athlete, but he's trying to raise his son up, right? And, and he's using sports because it's a point of commonality to them. Um, how, how would you say that, that, that a dad could journey with his son during this, this period effectively? Because you've seen both sides of that. You've seen guys do it right, and you've seen guys do it wrong. You've lived through it. Uh, how, what advice would you give to a, a father today? Well, if we have any fathers listening— and their daughters or sons are are in youth sports or just dipping their toes in that dan i would i would i would want to remind them of an article that i read in sports illustrated that said 70% of youth leave sports by the time they're 12 and the biggest reason that they cite is that they dread they dread the ride home with dad mm. and oftentimes fathers they have, it's paved with good intentions mm-hmm. but they're a little bit too critical Oh, uh, you're, you're not doing this, you're, 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 you know, and so they harp on the negative parts, particularly after an event or in the game. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's best just to let them have fun. Mm-hmm. And just if I was a, if I was a, give one advice to, uh, to fathers like that, just let them know, you know, I just like watching you play mm-hmm. and don't be so critical or, you know, let the coaches figure that out, but just be just encouraging in that way. Yeah. I think that's such an important thing you know so, so, there's so much pressure from fathers often you need that division 1 scholarship yes tiny 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 fraction of people get a division 1 scholarship and was it 0.023 i think it is percent of people who who play sports in high school end up you know with a with an nba or an nfl or nhl contract i mean it's just it's a t- you're more likely to get struck by lightning in some parts of the country i think it's out of control a little yeah. bit and yeah. we we see they're popping up everywhere training academies and and uh, there's so much emphasis put on that I, I have a friend of mine dan who's who told me that he said my wife and i were doing our taxes and we added up the expenses uh, that we spent last year on, on our daughter, who I think is like 16 years old, on her travel soccer team. All these tournaments in Dallas and Rhode Island, Des Moines and Flagstaff, Arizona, and all of her trainers and this, hotels, and came up to $35,000 during the year. I said, well, why are you doing that? He said, so she can get a scholarship, but she's not doing well because her grades aren't very good. <laughs> I said, well, have you thought about getting a tutor? 
He said, you know how much a tutor costs? <laughs> <laughs> Case in point. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that kind of sets me off on, on a, a, a rant from time to time. People often, because of my background in education, I've had access to, to this, but I, I get frustrated with people who lose their balance in the face of athletics, sometimes because they're trying to vicariously live through their children, sometimes because they're trying to recapture their glorious past, which our glorious past is never as glorious as we remember it to be. You know, those those moments in high school where uh, we thought we sunk the winning field goal, but we really, you know, that was the other guy. But, but you, you know, and, and, and so we focus on that outcome, but we, we miss the journey. We miss the character lessons. We miss teaching them balance. We miss, te we miss teaching them the spiritual values. And, you know, I posted something on one of my social media accounts this week that kind of got a lot of attention. I said, I, I often wish people cared as much about the character and spiritual development of their children as they did about their athletic development. But those don't have to be mutually exclusive. Because you can use athletics, you can use academics, you can use all these things to develop character and to develop spiritual growth. It's in, in, Not every kid belongs on the dean's list. Not every kid belongs on the starting five. But every kid belongs in a world that they understand that they're created intentionally by God for a purpose. And they can live that out and fulfill that. And they can make a difference in other people's lives. Uh, and, 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 you know, some of the most impactful people never won a, you know, a championship ring or, or had a trophy on, on their, on their nightstand. So, you know, and, and that's why I like FCA. FCA invades that territory and says, and there's more. How did you get involved in FCA? Just as a high schooler? Or, but I mean, obviously you've continued as an adult. I had a, a man come up to me at one of my games when I was a sophomore. He said, he introduced himself to me, Major Dick Abel. Mm. He said, I'd like for you to come to a Bible study. It's called FCA. I said, what's FCA? He said, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I said, I'll be there. But I was raised Catholic, so mm -hmm. we didn't do a lot of Bible study. And I wasn't aware of Scripture very much as a Catholic. My mm -hmm. vision of, of, of God when I was a Catholic is that he's raised, shaking his fist at me. Danny, you bad boy. I want you to feel guilty. Exactly. <laughs> I, had, I had plenty of religion, mm -hmm. but very little relationship. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know Jesus. Mm. until I went to FCA. And so that's how I got involved with it. Yeah. And I had an interesting thing happen on our national convention. Can I tell you one story? Yeah, please do. So I'm dating my wife. It's our first date. And she's sitting across from me. And so we, we've been there. And so I hold her hand and I said, let me pray for us. So we pray. She said, at the end, I prayed for what, to make it very clear whether this is going to be in God's will and give us the, the, the proper signs. And so she says, well, tell me, was there a moment in your life when you accepted Christ? I said, it was. I was in Hawaii, a uh, high school sophomore, go to the mainland to go to the FCA National Conference. And, and I notice when I'm looking at the, uh, at the itinerary, oh, on Thursday, there's going to be a clinic taught by an uh, NBA all-pro named Jeff Mullins. And I'm talking to my wife about this. And he's an all-pro for Golden State. He's going to do a clinic. I'll be there. So I'm on the front row and I'm watching Jeff Mullins and he does his clinic. He does his testimony when it's done. He says, do any of you boys want to commit your life to Christ? Hmm. And I raised my hand. I said, I do. He said, come up. He said, what's your name? I said, I'm Danny McGovern. He shakes my hand, holds my hand, leads me through a prayer. And that's how I, and I'm looking at my future wife. Mm -hmm. I said, why are you crying? Hmm. Why are you sobbing over this story? Hmm. And she said, my neighbor for the last five years, he and his wife, Candy, 
have been in my homes and I've been in their homes and they have held my hand. They have prayed that a Christian man would come into my life. And that man and his wife, that man is Jeff Mullins, <laughs> former Golden State All-Pro, that when you were a sophomore in 1972, he led you to Christ. So FCA had a big impact on my life. Tell me God isn't sovereign. <laughs> you can't make that stuff up. I mean, that just that that is the hand of God. Danny, I've so enjoyed this this first half of our conversation and our time is has reached an end for this episode. We're going to keep you around for another episode. To all of us who are are listening uh, to this podcast, you you know Ben and I our prayer for our church, our prayer for those who are followers of Christ and listening to these broadcasts um uh, podcasts that that you you would ask Christ to show you someone mm. that is close to you but far from him upon whom you, you you get a burden and and that you could be the person that Christ uses to draw them to him to share with them the story of salvation how much they're loved and all that Christ did to secure their salvation and that you could communicate that to them and share with them the hope that only can be found in Christ. And, you know, for those of us who, who do it professionally and vocationally, it's wonderful. For those like, like Danny who take their, their opportunity, their, their platform, and turn it into that, it's wonderful. Every one of us has a platform on which we can proclaim the majesty of Christ and the wonder of his salvation. So I hope that you'll be praying that prayer as well, that, uh, that you might uh, be the voice of truth in someone else's life. As always, we thank you so much for listening to us here at Life Talks. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.